I've, I've been looking for a reason to incorporate Lady Gaga into a podcast about cycling, and I feel like I may have stumbled across a good opportunity. Well, we had Beyonce last week. Yeah. I feel like we're going Why through Gaga? The, I don't, I don't want to say yet. I don't want to say yet, but you'll find you'll you'll find out. Is it the meat dress? Uh, you remember the dress she wore with all the steaks on it? Oh, that's right. No, mm. no. Anything no. to do with Bradley Cooper? I love Bradley. I Cooper. I don't mind him. Those eyes. No, no. It's <laughs> you not get a, lost in them for days. Merxy's here. Recording team. Is <laughs> he just nipped our Lady Gaga chat? I think in the so. I think he sits in there listening for the most awkward time to interrupt our oh, chats to tell us that he's already recording. He us. runs a tight ship uh, on the Wheelhouse podcast, coming to you live, not live, but recording somewhere in a mysterious bunker in uh, the city of Brisbane. There you go. I've said too much already. I'm Joel Spreadborough. Who are you? I'm. Um, not Lady Gaga. Not Lady Gaga. <laughs> could be. I'm Catherine Lindsay Bates. Catherine Lindsay Bates. It's, it's a lovely to be back in the bunker with you. We've got so much to talk about. What? Why are we talking about pop stars? What on earth is a shafoid? Uh, how good does <laughs> Tobias Foss look? Tobias, Tobias Foss look in Rainbow. Uh, and so, 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 so much more. And a, a, little bit of, a little bit of shade between the SD Works wall. Cracks appearing. You're going to find out all of that. Let's Let's start with a dear friend of the wheelhouse and the guy who looks pretty resplendent in rainbows as well, uh, that being Remco Evanapol. What, what a whew, Liège, Baston Liège uh, effort for him. There's always going to be a little asterisk. Now, I, I, maybe I'm the only one applying, but I, I'm always going to have just a tiny little, just a tiny little look he did well, but about this <laughs> result. Um, first male to defend Liège since the great Gino Bartoli back in 1998, Kate. Well... Fantastic result. Tremendous yes. result. Okay. Asterisks so many. for you or? <laughs> yeah. yeah. My asterisks Asterisk, is yeah. why did he have to do it in white shorts? You are. <laughs> I'm so glad you went there. Yeah. Did, like, did he not spare a thought for whoever was doing his laundry afterwards? The <laughs> socks all have to go straight in the bin. Oh, who's riding right behind you? Oh, the... oh, they haven't announced yet, but I wonder if they're doing the same jersey thing that Yumbo are doing. Okay. You know, like disinfect the jersey in the Knicks and then sell it. Oh, and sell, sell it. it. <laughs> you sell it. It's like, what's this little stain here? Did he fall in the mud? No, I don't remember that happening. Oh, oh gross. Uh, well done. As you say, first world champion. I love this stat. I love this about this podcast. First world champion to win wearing white shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Since Paolo Bettini in I, 2006. Yeah, that stat came from Merxy. I think um, <laughs> there was a lot of discussion on our sofa at home yeah. uh, about the White Knicks. And not least because, I think I've mentioned this before, when I was national champion, Nuremberg, my pro team then, uh, gave me white kit, full white kit, with the green and gold stripe across the chest, but yep. otherwise very similar to what Remco uh, was wearing. And I felt the need every time it was wet or muddy or something to apologise to pretty much everybody in the bunch. In advance? At the, uh, on the or start during the line. Ride. During okay. the ride, the whole so, time. <laughs> sorry, guys. I did. Yeah, like, okay. the, for the people yeah. behind me, I'm like, no, nah, sorry, I know. You know? Yeah. I felt it was a bit, there was a bit of respect. Like, a bit of a whiteout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then at the same time, I was like, but you know what? I'm national champion. And if I want to wear white, I can. You wear, you wear what you want. However. Yeah. I ended up having to get blue nicks because the white nicks became almost unwearable because you just couldn't get the mud out of them. Not enough uh, nappy sand in the world. Wow. Mm. Rem Remco did change for the podium. He did. Oh, did he? What did he wear <laughs> yes. on the podium? 
You wore dark nicks. Okay, went yes. from white to dark yeah. nicks for the podcast. Well, because okay. I was also explaining to Merxy on the couch, we talked an awful lot about laundry and nicks. I must oh, say, to be this a week. fly on the wall, <laughs> to be a <laughs> yes. fly on the wall. Oh, I'm not sure whether it would be exciting or you'd fall asleep. But <laughs> uh, we were talking about podium bags and the soigneur in the back of the truck. They have a thing called a podium bag, right? Which is sneakers, clean socks. Clean nicks, clean yep. jersey, normally a hat, uh, little washers that they then wash their face and their legs down with. Um, it's like you put your hand inside it like a pocket. Ah. Give the old legs a wash. So you is can it, go it's up like a podium. chamois of a different sort, like closer to the actual chamois yes, than the chamois yes. that is covering up your, your yes, junk? Yes, because yep. it isn't an actual chamois. Not a chamois. Uh, no, no. Although, a chamois, for although those confused the by the chamois my... would probably be cleaner at the end of the day, Remco riding it <laughs> than the outside of the Knicks. But can I just ask anyway, a quick word? Just to, while we're going deep on white Knicks here, can I ask very quickly, mm. Merxy's just confirmed change of Knicks for, to mm. go onto the podium. Is that a thing? Like you go, look, I'm going to change, but I'm not going to put on a pair of shorts. I'm going to put on another pair of nicks. Oh, yes. You have to wear yes. your nicks on the podium, well, do you? I, actually, I need to delve into the two million page UCI yeah. presentation is it a, is it a, manual I'm on really that. curious. Is it a requirement well, to I've nick up? I've certainly never seen it not done. But at the Olympics, yeah. uh, the Olympics they don't now. Right. Um, so at the Olympics, they, they wear now the track suits wear tracksuits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back in my day... Um, and com games and whatnot, you you wore your kit. Yep. Um, so I've got some pretty uh, plum looking photos post race at com games where you know you think like you win and you're going to get these beautiful presentation photos. Yeah. But the protocol there is that the presentation has to be within ten minutes of the event finishing. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you've spoken about this. What do you call it? The boiled yeah. beetroot oh, face or yes, something? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so it's not quite as graceful as Remco got, but. This podium bag, it's not his kit. It then goes, gets laundered, uh-huh. gets put back in the podium kit. So oh. it's generic. So whoever wins next oh, from Quick Step, well, wow. it's different for Remco's since he's, he's got the rainbow. Got the rainbows, yeah, yeah. but the rest of them would share podium clothes. Nick, Nick sharing. Nick sharing. Nick well, sharing. yeah, I mean, okay. just for the. Whew. I have a couple of hygiene photo. related. Things. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do a hygiene special because I, th- I feel yeah. like we should. Yeah. We could talk for fifty minutes about hygiene, but I'm just curious because it's like, yo, congratulations, you won the race. Jump up on the podium, get out of your white nicks, and going to all that effort of of re-nicking when maybe mm. you could just throw a pair of trackies on no. or boxer shorts, in, no. whatever, footy shorts. No, come no, on now. No. Okay, Un- impure. Nobody you say. even needs to see footy players in footy shorts, <laughs> let alone. Let alone bike riders with their cycling cans okay, and okay. footy shorts. Uh, all four of the men's monuments won in a breakaway this year. Uh, and, and and some su- superstitious quirk about it too. Uh, number 21 doing the business in the first three and Remco bucking the trend mm. and doing it with number one. Except you know who was wearing number 21? Go on. Demi Vollering, oh, who won so the it women's. still has its mm. place and we'll, we'll chat about it. And the other, you know what, I love the symmetry as well because I love the number 23 in sport, the number on the back, Michael Jordan, Shane Warne and the like, Remco's 23. All the riders on the podium were 23. Years Is of age. Is there a conspiracy afoot? <laughs> 23 on the back, 23 on the birth certificate. Doesn't matter. You don't think it matters? No, the number's You'll there. find it. All right. Oh, we'll find that. I get goosies. I get goosies. <laughs> I, you know what I love about Remco? Well done to him because we were talking last week about going dark on Strava and mm. so he comes out and so this is, you know. Ba-ba. Ba-ba. This is what I was believe happening. he's already back at altitude training. Of course he is. Well, and he hold on. While we're doing crossovers, 
we're recording from a suburb yeah. called Tenerife. I know. Do you know where oh, wait, a lot are of, we? Do, do you know where a lot of them train at altitude? Tenerife. Tenerife, yeah. Not the same Tenerife. Definitely not the altitude that we're at, which yes. is about minus five yes. metres. But anyway. I think they have one less F in their Tenerife. But, yeah. you know. Still, t- still does that, does that make it Tenerife? Or is that just, no, okay. <laughs> or does it make this Tenerife? Tenerific. It's Tenerific for <laughs> Remco. Uh, well done. And and as I say, a slight asterisk on it, which we'll mm. get into in a sec. But I just want to talk about Remco quickly because I just think, if it all doesn't work out for him, it's all going to work out. But if it doesn't, he's got an excellent side hustle, a really, really good side hustle in that he has been an ambassador, an ambassador for Pizza Hut since 2021. Yes. And I love, we've got some photos. You'll be able to find photos on the internet if you have a look around. At the, at a young Remco with a, a real Kendall hairdo on him, a real... A queef, is that what we call it? It looks like a queef, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot uh, of gel in there. Absolutely <laughs> ripping into some very, very healthy and nutritious, perfect for cyclists well, pizza. And it, it may look as though there is meat on that pizza, Joel. There is not. No meat. No meat. Had me, had me baffled. What is it? <laughs> it's not meat. It is vegan. It is meat-free. Oh, so he didn't sell himself out. It, to no, that extent, it, wow. like it looks like meat, but yeah. it's one of those tricky meat alternatives, plant-based. It's called the Beyond Pizza. Okay, and that's the re- the Remco edition yes. that they've been marketing as <laughs> and well. And I think right. when they say the Beyond, I think it's beyond comprehension. Yeah, that they're tricking you. Yeah, with what looks like a meatbally pizza. What a it sad state of affairs where we need something to look like meat to be convinced to not eat meat. I know. So it's it, is curious, it, Can isn't it at it? least be in the shape of a risole? But look, I think that um, we should send a gold medal effort yeah. to Remco's manager. Yeah. Because we've got like plan B all lined up. Yep. As a pizza delivery guy, right? Oh, absolutely. Because he's got the sponsorship for the pizza. Uh, his other sponsors... One is BMW dealer. Yep. So driving around in style. Always moving. Uh, yes. And then the other one is a company called Colour Monkey, which do custom paint jobs. Now, they oh, technically, Colour Monkey does bikes, but I'm sure they could give him a custom paint job for the BMW yeah. to deliver the pizza. Do you see where I'm going here? I, I, d- I love it. There's, like, a, we there's had, a, un- a multiverse, we a Remco multiverse. Dougie, the pizza guy in yep. Australia. Yeah. The rest of the world's got Remco. You know, I was the Eagle Boys guy for a couple of years. I never did pizza delivery. I worked at Officeworks in the print and coffee centre. That was my job. (laughs) I bet your Remco got paid a little bit more than I did for my time as Eagle Boy guy. Maybe, but it was 2021 that he first inked the deal. So I reckon Pizza Hut have more than got their money. Go Pizza Hut I reckon they're relaunching. Yeah. The Remco. It's the Nike mm. of the of the cycling world. Let's let's get <laughs> him before he's big. It's like oh, it's like the Jordan story. Yeah, I wonder again. if they have potato skins in Belgium. I Pizza couldn't Hut. tell you. Mm. Couldn't tell you. I'd love to know though because we'll I'm not shy. Put the tentacles a... out to the yeah, management. Yeah. Find we'll get, out. We'll get him on the show. We'll yep. get him on the show <laughs> on the Wheelhouse Podcast. We're chatting about Remco's advertising career and what a career it's been. And. Uh, Colour Monkey also, of course, doing the spray job on his hair to give it that beautiful tinge Yes, perhaps, well. um, perhaps. Let's talk about the asterisk that I was uh, referring to earlier. That is, of course, the crash that stopped the world. Now, Tade Pogacar, Pogacar last week, he's back to being Pogacar this week. Don't know what happened, but all of a sudden he was hurt and we didn't see it in the coverage. Well, look, 
they were, the world of cycling has gone all audio podcast on us, so no pictures. Yeah. Uh, so we opened the coverage, Mercy and I sitting on the sofa, salivating dogs waiting mm. to see the racing. We knew from the Twitterverse in particular that they were already underway. Uh, we'd watched the women's race unfold, and now we were waiting for live pictures of the men. Yeah. ba boom. Same thing. We were Instead, talking about this last week. I know. Yeah. It's so, I mean... It sounds bad, but at least for once it happened in the men's race, not just the women's, because yep. we've been talking about it, you know, ad nauseum about the women. But we're watching pictures, delayed pictures of people signing on and all this sort of stuff. And this big booming voice comes in and says, um, there will not be a rivalry in the end between Evenepoel and Pogacar because Pogacar is out of the race at the 84 kilometre mark. He's gone Oof. down. He hasn't gotten up. He's reported to be in the team car. Nobody knows what's wrong. No pictures. No pics. And not even like... We'll show you, like this isn't live, but we'll get picture. Nothing. There's yeah. not a photograph. There's not a moving image. So, what was the first Ugh. photo that you saw? Was it the him in the back of the car with the, yes. the strapping on the? You're in. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's it. And so, what's happened is about a third of the way into the race, Mikel Onore has hit a pothole going down a hill. Uh, apparently, his wheels collapsed in under him with a pothole. Um, Tade has gone a over t over the top. He's I imagine it hasn't. I haven't seen it written, but I imagine he's landed on an outstretched arm because he's broken Oof. his scaphoid uh, and he's one of his lunate bones in your wrist. Your scaphoid is the bone at the very bottom of your thumb. Right. Um, so I've got a picture up here um, that is of your scaphoid pinned, which is what uh, Tade had done. Now I can also say this isn't his X-ray. This is Gaviria. I was say. <laughs> yeah, this is Gaviria from last year when okay. he had his scaphoid pinned. And I love I that it's still in the cycling world. Yeah, it's yeah. not just a random. No, it's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. And the first image we saw of Tade was, you know, giving us like the bunny ears. Yeah. Yo, all is good with a cast on his wrist after surgery because he had very quick surgery. You have to, um, don't you? He's I almost. His surgery was done before the race even finished. Yeah. Like close timing. That's, that's wow. But he's in his hospital gown yeah. and he's got his then UAE big puffer jacket on and a very big smile on his face. I mean, I, I pontificated at the time, Joel, that perhaps he'd had a bit too much green whistle. Perhaps the anaesthetic ah, hadn't run off okay. because he looks like a space cadet. As is his right in such Ooh. painful situations. Yes. Uh, Good to see him smiling though. So you've described the 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 the, the scaphoid, scaphoid, yes. scaphoid, which is excellent because that's wow. Uh, <laughs> but also six weeks. Uh, we all we've spoken about is is how he has just been out of control this year. What does this mean uh, moving forward? Him oh. him off the bike. I think it changes his preparation, but I don't think it will mean that much to be honest. I don't think it'll have too much of an impact on his tour preparation. And I say that because six weeks isn't six weeks off the bike. It's yeah. probably six weeks off racing. Um, but he would have inevitably stepped back from intensity now and had a big foundation block. Right. Uh, one, to recover from the classics, but two, to then build back up to the tour. So we weren't expecting him to come straight out and race again anyway. Okay. He'll be on the trainer already. He would have been on the trainer Possibly the next day. Well, no, UAE basically says yeah. that he'll be he'll be he'll be riding indoor trainer in the coming days. Yeah. So Pog is like, oh, um, it, you sure about that? Guy? <laughs> yes, you will be back on that bike whether you like it or not. Oh, he would go nuts if he wasn't able to get on the bike. Yeah, I don't think they'd yeah. have to force him. The biggest, from my view, having I've broken a scaphoid, I've had a few injuries that have forced me onto the trainer, uh, is that because you can't equally apply pressure through the handlebars and both of your hands. Mm. 
sometimes you protect that arm, that side a little bit, uh -huh. which can lead to a bit of an imbalance. Sometimes you end up sitting a bit crooked on the seat as you Ooh. favor one arm. Yeah, yeah. So he will have to be very considered when he is on the bike to make sure that he's straight. The minute that he stops being straight, he either straightens up or he gets off. Like that's kind of, it's more management. Yeah. But everything else, I mean, he's probably pretty sore too. Like give him that. But Painful injury. But Painful I reckon injury. he'll be all right. And if anything, it kind of takes the pressure off a bit because yeah. it allows him, God, sounds bad. And he's not the kind of athlete that would necessarily focus on this, but it, it allows him an excuse, if you will. Okay, if he doesn't. Do you know? Uh, so yeah. if he takes a little bit longer to warm up in the tour, he won't get criticised as heavily. Yeah, so yeah, the media yeah. will be a little bit kinder on him. It adds pressure okay. in other ways, but yep. I don't think it's so bad. I'm, and I reckon it'll leave people guessing a bit about what kind of form he's in. Yeah. It almost adds a... Another element to the battle. The battle, I love the this. The battle royale. The battle royale. And I mm. want to read uh, a couple of quotes um, in Darth Vader voice because it's basically the, <laughs> yeah, the level of on. Imperial battle. He says, uh, congratulations to Remco for the victory. Our battle will wait until next time. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> well, I think... He's like, I'm not going away. But it, how, I mean, let's just put our producer hats on here. Yeah. Sports entertainment. This is great. I mean... If we had our producer hats on, we would have actually seen the incident. So yeah, there's that. There is that. <laughs> but, you know, to hark back to that, I just couldn't believe that we didn't see it. Mm. At the time, I was like, this could be the <laughs> biggest moment in world sport this year. Yeah. Because we don't know what's wrong with him, what's happened, but nothing. Mm. And it's not like it happened on a quiet training road. Mm -hmm. There should have been cameras there. There should have. I'm cranky and there's not that. like a coverage related, oh, we don't want to show pictures of this. He's, he's had a fall and he's hurt his hand. It's not like in Formula One when a car bursts into flames. So we're not going to show you pictures of that because it could be very, very serious. So they, they knew that it just, it's just shit coverage, basically. Yeah, That's yeah what pretty much. To. Okay. I want to mention uh, Joris Jerinks, uh, possibly the, <laughs> for a short time, the most important job on the planet. He's the surgeon that fixed. Pog's wrist. In Hank. In Hank. 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 Starting with a What a job. Gee, no pressure, Joris. Yeah. <laughs> All the best. No. Dr. Joris, um, Durinks, yes, you're right. There's, that would be. Whew. I mean, run-of-the-mill surgery, though. Oh, so, all right. it, you know. For a, for a surgeon, I, I guess. But for a, gee whiz. <laughs> yes, but higher stakes yeah. than doing it on, you know, Mary from Accounts. Yeah. With all get, respect to Mary yes, from Accounts, but, yes. you know, you haven't won everything. In, or Bob in, from Admin, who needs to get yeah. back to his keyboard. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> same operation, different level oh, of pressure. You've broken me. I Look, he'll be back uh, riding indoor. I love I love the way he spoke about it. He's like, you know, thanks, everyone, for the support. All the best to, to Mikel, who went down harder than me. Uh, poor him. Yes. But yes, I, I, no I, I'm interested about him, in what you're saying about there's this, this excuse. Mm. It's like if he doesn't go well early in the tour, it's like, ah, oh, well, if I had a better wrist, that would have been handy. Mm. Well, he won't say it, but yeah. the media will be nicer to him because okay. of it, which I think is the big part of it. All right. Uh, let's move on to a rider that uh, we, while we can, um, he's kind of the perfect athlete at the moment. Amazing spring, amazing progression, an easy to say name. There's everything <laughs> about this guy is, is great. Ben Healy, uh, the Irishman who's actually an Englishman who's actually an Irishman, basically just saying, you know what? I love this quote. 
if you would have told me, but I'll, I'll paraphrase. If you would have told me that I could be in the mix in these big races, I would have bitten your hand off. <laughs> so, okay. I, I'll Last make sure to phrase. never give you praise or Arr. build you up ever, Ben. Sorry about that. It's um, He's got a little bit of facial hair going on. It's a little bit of a um, squirrel on his face. I, I imagine that would be very full of dirt. He'd be carrying some extra weight by the end of such a grimy race. Yep. I like him. He's a bit spunky. And you know what it reminds me of? Um, and when I say spunky, I, I mean his style of riding and the way that – uh, you know, he really attacks it. So he ended up fourth. In second was um, our wonderful friend Feathers, yep. Pidcock. Tommy P. Uh, yes, and Santiago Butrago, mm. uh, Colombian. He was in third, which is pretty cool. You don't too often see Colombians on podiums in classics. Yep. We normally see them uh, in the stage races. But I really like that Ben Healy has is the overnight success with that isn't an overnight success. You know, like if you go back and you look at his results from years past, you could definitely have understood that he was capable of this. But until this, we haven't really seen him in the pointy end of World Tour races. Yes. But some, you know, inevitably through this season, we're going to have 10 different conversations about does it make it boring when the same people are winning over and over again? Ben Healy's a reminder that overnight things can change Rapidly. Yes. You can get somebody who has been sitting in the wings, waiting in the wings, that a few people aren't surprised by, but most people are, yep. to come and mix it up. The Ben Healy effect, I'm going to call it. Oh, not like the Foss it. effect? Did Foss get there before him? Is it the, is Healy basking in the Foss effect? <laughs> Maybe. Or is it the Foss Healy effect now? Or the, yes. I like the Foss Healy effect. The Foss Healy effect. Yes. The Foss Healy paradigm. <laughs> it's I like an it. academic concept. I like it. Can okay. somebody write a paper about it just to... I'll have Solidify it ready. I'll have it. I'll have it on your desk Monday Put it morning. On the First thing. Uh, <laughs> like, well done. Like, I like Bealy. He, he's. Yes. Uh, I don't know about the whole. Don't tell me that I'm going to be good or I'll bite your hand off. But you know, sure. Yeah. Maybe I'll... Podge is like, yeah, sure. Bite my hand off. I'll get a new uh, one. I'll be better. But well. anyway, that's okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, Lottie. Sorry, Lotta. Sorry, Lottie. Lotta. Sorry. Jeez. Sorry for your name. Anyway, <laughs> as if I don't know that. Sorry, Lotta. Uh, Demi's at it wow, again. Wow, Demi, Demi, Demi-lition. Another yes. Demi-lition. Three from three for Demi-Vollering. Yeah. SD works. Friendly fire. Sorry, Lotta. It's pretty impressive. And she was so thrilled at the end. Uh, not that you wouldn't be thrilled to win, but there was just something about her jubilation that shows a lack of arrogance, which yep. someone in her position may have. Uh, but she rode, the team rode beautifully. You know, Marlon Rusa was... Uh, out the front for a long portion of it. And when it swapped over and it was Vollering and she had Longo Borgini with her, she was able to be the freshest rider there because yeah. uh, all of the other teams had to do a lot of work to get Royce back. Yeah, And I, I just think that year in, year out for the last three or four seasons, Vollering has been there or thereabouts. She's been on so many of the podiums. But to step up and win all three in a row... Mm. Pretty impressive, I've got to say. It is. Uh, look, remarkable. And mm. we've been talking about Demi Vollering and her in, in weird rivalry with Lotta Kopecky as well. And I'm, I'm like the sorry Lotta when mm. Lotta, like Lotta wasn't even there. <laughs> like, is that a bit snarky? Right, out of context. Like, yeah. Right? <laughs> so it's like, sorry, where's Lotta? She's not here. Well, anyway, oh. Oh, that was. I still have so many question marks about what what went on at Strada Bianchi when. She got cranky about the win, but yeah. she said sorry to Lotta because she took over the World Tour jersey, the purple leader's jersey of the World Tour that Lotta had. Yeah. 
I don't think Lotta's too concerned about it, though, because yeah. she was uh, very busy at the Milton World Cup over in Canada. Over in Canada. Um, winning. Yeah. Winning gold. Uh, wearing <laughs> yeah. her rainbow jersey. She's World Madeline, uh, Madeline, Madison Champion with Shari Bossett, who yeah. rides for the AG Insurance Sudal team, you yeah. know, the Paddy's um, second-tier women's team. They're world champions. They absolutely stomped it in yep. uh, over there, so I'm not too concerned. And I'm sure she wasn't either. <laughs> oh, good, yeah. good omens for Paris and whatnot. Good, yes. uh, good form yes. in Milton. Now, again, another another suburb share here. Milton, a suburb mm. in Brisbane. If you've heard of the Beer Forex, that's where it's it lives. Um, you don't need to necessarily know too much about Forex. No. That comes from somebody who didn't grow up born and bred up here. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, yeah. yeah that, that that angle. No, that that's angle. fair. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they weren't in Brisbane. They were in Canada and, mm. and Lotta. Not there to respond to the sorry Lotta, but Demi, you got to, everything else aside, uh, what a year. Three from three. It's, it's, it's Oh, just remarkable. And I hope that she does get some downtime now because it's still a big season to come and I can see her playing a very important role uh, through the women's Tour de France, Tour de France fam. The fam. Uh, and so I hope that she is able to get a bit of downtime and, and rebuild. Yeah. Because you cannot be on for the whole year. And now that World Championships are in August, yeah. it's a bit of a different uh, season to normal. Yeah. Mm. On the Wheelhouse podcast, I have one thing to say to you. Ruff! Mm. Ruff! <laughs> <laughs> There's a new trend emerging, and I, I really like it. We've spoken a lot about kids on podiums. You had an issue with a kid giving you a kick in the shins a few years back, but maybe have warmed to the idea of kids on oh, podiums. Oh, yes. But now that I'm a, a mother, I, I think they're special moments. You're just like, kick away, darling. You it's want fine. them in there. Um, but fur babies, dogs, yes. making their way. We've got dog to, fluences, if you will. Dog fluences. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy P, uh, feathers, furthers. Hello, <laughs> Furthers Pidcock, uh, getting a lovely little chin lick from his pooch. Is that a sausage that he's got? It on? is. It's, it's a rescue dog named Bear, I believe. Bear. That's what the interwebs tell yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, Demi as well. Demi with, is it Flo? Flo. Demi goes Flo. training with Flo on her back. Flo, I don't know what breed Flo I is. But from pictures I've seen. I'm, Black Lab? No, I, I think more like a. Kelpie? Like a sheep dog. I'm just, I'm just yeah. throwing out. <laughs> German Shepherd, Rottweiler, the, uh, Poodle. The point being, it's a it's a fairly big dog. So yeah. with yes. I'm thinking probably like 20 Oof. plus kilos. No wonder she's winning it. And she puts Flo in a backpack and takes Flo for a little trundle. And then the race day comes and she's like, okay, Flo, you wait yes. here and I'll, I'll go in 20 kilos lighter and win by eight squillion miles. Yes. Okay. Well, and, and Feather's puppy gave him a very enthusiastic face lick at the finish. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I it think it's a bit great. Kid. Well, but it's a... Real question, Joel. If children are allowed on the podium, what about the puppos? I think uh, a rider should be able to acknowledge those who give them the support and the inspiration, mm. the influence, the love, the care. And if that's a dog, cat, bird, mouse, heck, <laughs> oh, even a pet on snake. Now. No, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not I'm, sure I'm, I'm we good need any it. pythons. I, I, I can't wait for the day we see someone go up there with a carpet python wrapped around their neck. <laughs> I, the, where it could get a little bit... You know, difficult is if, for example, if you took your dog up yeah. and then you won a big ham, yeah. like keeping them separated could be an issue. If you win a big sausage. Yes, yeah. yes. And the sausage dog, I mean, that could just cause trauma. You know what, though? Like most <laughs> things with the UCI, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yes, We'll make indeed. up a rule when the, when the time is right. And in the meantime, if anybody has a cute 
dog. Could yeah. you please take it up onto the podium and see what happens? Please show us. Yeah, give uh, us a, this is an a, insight. My pet dog. Second place is a pet cat. <laughs> Third place is a pet mouse. Absolute pandemonium on the podium. Yes. Uh, pet chickens. Pet alligator. Imagine that. Po- yes. This is Gary. He's a six-metre <laughs> saltwater crocodile that uh, that I just has driven me every way yes. to this podium. Therapy pet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, carpet python. Mine's a red belly black. Is that yeah, okay, everyone? Yeah. That's okay. There's no limit. Now let's talk about a debut at 42 because um, there's there's comebacks and departures, but then there's uh, Alejandro Valverde. Alejandro. Alejandro. This is, this is Gaga. Yes. This is what you were thinking of. This is Not why the meat Lady dress. Gaga is relevant. Yeah, sorry, you, thought, you were close. <laughs> no, uh, I was thinking meat dress, dogs on podiums. Yeah. That's No, okay, all right. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh. Singing break. <laughs> don't call my name, don't, don't call, call my name. name. I don't know the words. Is that... This, this isn't... Wait, I, is this uh, Lady Gaga? Uh, Merxie. Hello. I'm I'm a bit concerned about that uh, Alejandro. That doesn't really sound like Gaga. Is that Gaga, Merxi? Uh, we don't have the budget for Lady Gaga. This is the karaoke version. Oh, <laughs> did you I lay down that. this track earlier? Yeah, I did this just before we came on. Can't you tell? I love Alejandro. this song. I think um, I think Lady Gaga is solely responsible for Australians. Um, saying Alejandro <laughs> Valverde rather than Alejandro. Not calling him Alejandro. No. Uh, yeah, have never less been. Less of a ring to it. <sighs> Guilty of that. <laughs> uh, onto the gravel. World mm. Series debut. Has a win. Mm. Um, so much for retiring, just quietly. But look, pff, go go for it, Alejandro. That's fantastic. <laughs> go for it, Alejandro. I love yeah, it. Well, he retired, but then Movistar announced that they were going to uh, have a gravel team. They're so cool as a World Tour team. They've got an eSports team mm. and a gravel team. Men's World Tour Road, Women's World Tour Road. Wow. Coolest World Tour team out there from that. And yep. <laughs> I did notice, though, that they changed up the kit a little bit mm-hmm. so that the gravel team has brown nicks. <laughs> I guess so. That Note for Remco. Dust. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Try yeah. the brown mm, pants. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Alejandro, if you could give Remco a call. I love how he, like, there's a photo of him sitting there. He, he looks remarkably like former Australian Formula One driver Mark Webber. But anyway, that's it another does. story. Blending into the background. Yes. He's sitting against a rocky out, like, w- wall, brown rocky wall. And you can't, see his, you can't see his bottom half. He's very pensive. Very pensive. Well, he won the first round of the Gravel World Series. Now, there's 16 rounds this year. So yeah. I reckon this won't be the last that we see of Alejandro. Alejandro. Um, okay. Worlds are in Italy. Wout Van Aert, our own Wout Van Aert. I say our own because yeah. Wheelhouse has adopted him. Yeah, uh, he's said has, he has the Wheelhouse ride. as a whole, or has Kate Bates adopted Wout? Yeah, same, same. Okay, six to one, half dozen to the sure. other. Sure, uh, he's uh, Van Aert has said that he might want to ride worlds. Oh, he can do what he wants. You know, there's some big names that are interested in gravel, and I got yeah. to tell you, I went on my gravel bike on the weekend. I went out with Merxy. Uh, we actually did put the photos on on our socials. He had the mountain bike, yeah, and uh, I had my gravel bike. You went on gravel, yeah. For the most part, it was pretty cool. Okay, and I could actually keep up with him up the hills because but the Mer- gravel bike's a bit faster. I, I can't give some like, of course, you, you're an Olympian, world champion, but also Merxy busted a quad kicking a football last <laughs> week. Sorry to reveal but that, that, but Merxy. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that was post-mountain bike. I just don't think we had the yeah. uh, recovery 
and the stretch down. Yeah, okay. That, that was uh, okay. My bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, look, well done to you guys because uh, taking the gravel and some of the. I know yeah. the area. There's some rippy trails. Well, I'm there. just saying, Ooh. Valverde, 42 yeah. on the gravel world scene. 42. I'm not too far off that. You're gonna do it. Only a few years behind him in the 42 birthday. 42 on mm. debut. Yes. Sorry, okay, Mercy. Only a podium for movie star in a while. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ouch. Mm. Oh, Liana Lippert. That's the only one I can think of. Yeah, I got nothing. Off the top so of my I'll, head. I'll just, okay. Yeah, right. And and she's a lady. She, yeah. So well. for the Movistar men, they're still relying on Alejandro. On Alejandro. Yes. Alejandro. Well, look, looking forward, we'll follow that with, with interest because, mm. as you say, big season ahead, one down at 42. I, I'm just going to remind you again, at 42. Mm. Anyway, no, let's move just, on. Age is just a number, Joel. Sure is. Something um, that only old people say. Unless you're <laughs> kicking footies, right, Merxy? Uh Let's move on to Romandy. Now, we got to see Toby, Tobias Foss, who I argue is the, the, the trail, the flag bearer for what we were talking about before, mm. the the outside, What's what do we call it now, the big 50, whatever it is, riders <laughs> outside that big 600 that are <laughs> having moments. And he had his moment in Wollongong when he, he shocked the world at taking out the time trial. We got to see him in the bows. He looked all right, Toby. He, he he did. He looked all right. Oh, he looked so good in the rainbow stripes. And can I say what a beautiful job that Yumbo Visma have done with a rainbow stripe disc wheel and the mm. bike. It's like just the it most isn't it a beautiful. Yeah. It, it, it really is a very beautiful combination uh, that they've done there. Now he didn't win though. He didn't Ew. win the the prologue. Uh, he was beaten by Joseph Cerny, yeah, uh, the Czech rider riding for Paddy Lefevre. Your mate. So at least Paddy, yes. he's been uh, throwing shade every week. He throws shade. Yes. Uh, but at least they got a win. Uh, Welcome to the top 600, I Joseph. Know, well, but uh, he didn't keep the jersey for too long. Mm. Ethan Vernon won stage two. Mm. Uh, the Brit riding for Ineos. Uh, but, you know, I, I feel as though the races are listening to our show, the race organisers, Joel. <laughs> And they're like, what can we do that's utterly ridiculous that Kate and Joel could find amusing? Yes. Thank you, Tour of Romandy. Uh, half the bunch got lost. Yeah, I, I was reading about this. Is, I, I still, it still baffles me that, that this can happen. Well, this, now, just, this, really me does. too, but in every race Bible you get, yeah. um, which is what the, the manual is called, the Bible, it very clearly says that the directions are... The responsibility of the rider. Yes. Right? And it says that because really often people get lost yeah. and looking someone to blame. Anyway, they made it within the time cut, but they came through toward the finish going the wrong direction oh. on open roads with cars. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't realize. Okay. To come into the. So, oopsie. Yeah, big oopsie. Yes. How does that? How do you get into an open road? Like, how is the course? How is there not like a barrier who preventing knows? you from Look, getting into the? Look, who knows? Did they like jump the pavement and cut through a warehouse so. or something? Maybe they smelt a waffle and wanted a snack. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm glad everyone's safe and they made the finish within time. And in all seriousness, mm. it could have gone horribly awry. Well, you know who it went horribly awry for? Mark Cavendish. Cav Out. DNF. A DNF for DNF. the Manxy. What happened there? Hey, I don't know, but he, he's not having a good run. Is he? Merks, have you. When is he coming on the show? Mercy's good mates with Cav. Mm. Yeah. He's not answering our calls currently. <laughs> He's gone underground. Never give up. Never, Never give, give up. up. Uh, okay, so look, Toby's Frost, well done. A, a sad a, a sad note too, because our, our dear friend Rowan Dennis has been targeting, he had it circled in big red ink in, on the calendar for a number of months, and 
He's withdrawn. He's withdrawn despite the big intentions. I am really bummed uh, yeah. for Rowan Dennis. Yeah, he, he did tell Cycling News a little while back that it was a very big goal for him um, with the time trial and mm. to win the overall. It hasn't started, not well. But it, it just made me think of, you know, what's going on with Rafa Nadal at the moment. Yeah. Will we ever see him back yep. playing tennis? Surely this can't be the end of his career. Yeah. I'm really hoping the same for Roe. I, I hope that he gets to go out on his own terms to a degree. And I only have to think, and I'm sorry, Merxie, brace yourself for this one, that Peter Sagan is also having a really rough trot oh, in his to, final you had year. had to go there, didn't you? Oh, but it kind of sucks, right? Yeah, like these suck. really big champions, we yeah. want to see them go out in a way befitting of, course you do. of their, yeah, yeah. Of their uh, career. Yeah, it's awful. So it get well soon, Roe. I love you, you. Nadal is the example there. The great Roger Federer as well. We barely saw him hit a ball in anger for the no. last several well, years. Well, there are a lot career. of tears on retirement day for him. If you yeah. saw the the images of that, it was quite an emotional day. It would add so much to what is already a very heavily taxing emotional moment in your life. Obviously, Indeed. when that's been your life for so long, it's like I haven't even been able to go out in style. Like no, we were, we no. were talking excitedly about Rohan. Earlier this year on this this very podcast, believe it or not, uh, around Tour Down Under and that kind of thing, and how excited we were for oh, him to go out and a rip a win yeah. down to Victor Harbour. And we was like, watch, watch him this year. Watch this blaze of glory, this bl- blaze of green and gold glory, this streak of Australian blue. <laughs> and, Keep uh, going. You're on a roll. Thanks. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, we are all not rejoicing because uh, he's he's struggling. So yeah. hope hopefully he can get. Back on. You know what he might need? A prolonged session in an ice bath. And you know who could probably oh. tell him about the benefits of that? Catherine Lindsay Me? Bates. Yeah, what the? I got an ice bath. I'm not going to say the F-bird, but what the <laughs> fire truck well, were you thinking? Well, I can confirm I did say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for those listening, I, I haven't seen it before. This image has just popped up of a very aggrieved-looking Kate Bates in yes. an ice bath. It was frigid in there. It was. It was frigid. Well, I'm aiming for around the 14 degree water temperature is is where you need to get the shiver. So the whole point is that you get in and you actively shiver. Look at you. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you said that you didn't swear, you know, for decorum. I can confirm I did swear oh. um, on day one getting in. I'm on day three or four now. Okay. Uh, so I eagerly ordered a like inflatable at home, um, what's the insulated so it holds the cold okay, yeah. ice bath for home. Esky technology. Esky technology, yep. human size esky technology. Esky tech, yeah. I then proceeded to uh, go to the servo and get many bags of ice, yep. put it in with the uh, water as cold as possible out yep. of the tap, which in Queensland isn't as cold as you may imagine. Mm. I'll say that. Uh, look, the point is, Joel, mm. week in, week out, we're sitting in here analysing like really hardcore analysing these athletes' performances. And I thought, back in my day, uh, ice baths weren't really a thing. I mean, okay. they were like you jump in to recover, but it was very short, small purpose, okay. not broadly used. Yeah. But the new science is saying that daily, daily ice, bath, ice baths, either in the morning, some people do it before bed because it can release melatonin and help uh-huh. you sleep well. But very good for your dopamine, your epinephrine levels, like all these happy brain chemicals. Yeah. Very good for inflammation. Oh, yeah. Um, there's even a, a very good thing on thermogenesis, so your your temperature regulation. They even say like that it's good for weight loss, Joel. Wow. 
all of those things. You know, and it's, I think it's actually, that it's last one is probably what I'm in there for. Yeah, for really good health. for the lungs, heart health, yes. for asthmatics. I've, I'm, I'm a huge subscriber to cold water, always yes. have been for that reason. As, so there as you a go. Asthmatic. So the protocol yeah. is I get in until I shiver actively for a couple of minutes, get out, shiver actively, get back in, do that a couple of times. Is the point? I've got to build up to it. I've got to say. Oh, look, good, good on there you. There was a Let's, lot uh, of active shivering. Active shivering. <laughs> going on. Active shivering. Yes. Okay. And for the record, Esky, one of the great generifications, uh, mm. it's actually called an ice chest. An ice chest. Yes, but the brand Esky it, oh. is big generified. It, well, you know, and like Q-tips. I am going to get you in yes. said ice bath. Oh, bring it on! Honestly, and I will. Merxy is going to film it. Yep. And if you can manage to get through, you know, like a. A speech of sorts yep. without swearing. Yep. Then I, I will dare take you. on that challenge with 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 hunger. Yes. I, I've I've jumped into freezing bodies of water in Austria, Germany, Excellent. Japan. I just I can't. The I've Norwegian, got a real thing hey, for look, it. Hey, look, we are seeing a run of Norwegians at the World Tour. Yep. You know what they do? They jump in the snow or in the That's frozen. They do. Right. And it's so fantastic. I'm increasing my performance. Yep. Yep. Mystery Alaska. Yes. Great movie with Russell Crowe. of the wheelhouse just. Yep. Went up a notch. Oh, sure has. Yeah. <laughs> Mystery Alaska, they all strip off, run bare naked, jump off the jetty into a near-frozen lake. Very inspiring yes, content. Not go. the nude <laughs> group of nude men, but the, the ice thing. Uh, I like it very much. Now, it's also, it's been a busy year for, for, for the, the Peloton, and I think everyone deserves a break from time to time. Sometimes Smart it's enough. good to just switch off and just chill out. And just really just take a load off and like stop thinking about it. get a massage, watch, watch some Netflix. You know, ride 300 kilometres. Have um, a sauna. Wait. What? <laughs> Double take. Wout Van Aert takes a break by going for a 300-click sidle on his gravel bike. Not bad. Is This is why he's a, a friend of yours. I mean, <laughs> the wheelhouses, isn't yes. it? Yeah. Well, he, he went with a couple of mates. He did. He jumped on his gravel bike. He loaded it up. Uh, with all his, like, essentially bike packing, so yep. self-sufficient. Yep. Uh, he put it on Strava. See, he hasn't hidden his Strava he's, yet. <laughs> just yeah. saying. He's not showing and, away, uh, Lefebvre. He's got, he's got a bit of a sense of humour. He put it as the champagne chase. Okay. Which suggests what they were doing in the evenings. But seven hours a day on the bike, they were Ooh. clocking. And uh, one of the uh, fellows that he rode with um, put... A bit of a funny post. It was on an Insta story, so I should have screenshot it yeah. the second I saw it. Alas, I did not. So oh, I can only okay. tell you what it said, not show you. I prefer your description. And it was a photo of the pair of them pushing their bikes up a hill that was, I suppose, normally a bit of a gravel fire trail, uh, but that was mud, deep mud, pushing it, and it looked pretty miserable. Okay. And he said, just follow, said the master. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> As Wout was up ahead. And, and I imagine that Wout was the navigator. Uh, oh, I would have been dominating. Took the dominating. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What are you, Arnold Schwarzenegger? He's dominating. dominating. He's a, he's, go out, you dominate. <laughs> hey, he, um, that wasn't my Arnie. Come on. No, actually, that sounds Stab more it. like you're about to talk about subwoofers. <laughs> Subwoofer. Subwoofers. Um, Look good on him. Uh, it's self-contained bike with all the pack on it, going for a three hundred k jaunt. I've already mentioned my gravel Oof. bike today. I yeah. think that um, I think that a wheelhouse adventure could be on the cards. There's a lot of cyclocross about that, uh, getting up those muddy slopes and whatnot. We've I know, seen but I'm thinking like of... Brisbane Valley Rail Trail. Yeah, it's lovely. And uh, you, Merxy, and I can ride, and your yeah. darling wife Lee could perhaps. 
be the champagne that we're chasing. She'll be in the chopper. She'll <laughs> yeah. be in the chopper. Get the chopper. Uh, Merxy, uh, uh, progress on Wout coming on the wheelhouse. You left a message for him, I believe, last week. Yeah, it should be fine after the tour. Great. Post tour. Oh, excellent. All right. We'll, we'll check first. in again. <laughs> uh, women's welter coming up. That's mm, exciting. What, what are you tours? excited about? I'm excited that they're starting to lengthen it and turn yeah. it into a real tour. That Great. excites me. Um, it was also toward the end of the year, it coincided more with uh, the men's Vuelta, because we now can call it um, the men's Vuelta and the women's Vuelta. Yeah. So it's seven days now, 703 kilometres. It's a start. It, um, it started as a one-day race, and then it was a three-day race, and it's built up. Uh, last year, Annemiek van Vloten, she won. Of course she did. Alyssa Longo-Bulgini was second, yep. Demi Vollering third. Now, if you look at those names, clearly Vollering is on form. Yeah. But does she need a break? Ooh. Longo Borgini, now she was second in LBL. She's on the comeback after uh, a little bit of a sidestep with COVID uh-huh. earlier in the season. And Anna Meek, well, we talked last week about how she's been racing with a bit of frustration. Yes. Yeah, uh, so this hard. may give her a chance at a bit of a long form racing yep. uh, to come back and, hey, and see what she can do. But I'm I back. think it would be exceptionally special for Van Vloten yep. to step up wearing the Movistar colours in Spain in her last season. I'd love to see That'd that. be very special. I would really love uh, to see her um, be successful here. And I think it would mean more in terms of her association with the sport this year to do that yep. on home soil being... Spain in a Spanish team. On a patch. Even, yeah, even then the Tour de France spam. Okay. Because she won the first one. Yeah. So she's already gone and done that. Tick. I yep. reckon this is big on her list. I've got two questions about It'll be Demi. It'll good to watch. Just quickly. Because mm. Demi, that first is one day form carrying over to stage racing. You're, you're, you're okay with that? Uh, yeah. I mean, if we look at Pogacar and how he did it aside from the fall, yep. it, depending on your physiology, yep. you can do it. Some yep. athletes can do it. Some athletes absolutely cannot. So, okay. I and I think that typically we'll see Pogacar in normally excellent form for the Tour de France, but you can t- you can see that there's a big gap between the classics yeah. and the Tour. Demi doesn't get that. So if she is, and I might say it starts on the first of May, we still haven't got confirmation of any start list. That's in a couple of days that's from days away from when yeah. we're recording. So you know that's a little bit concerning, yeah. but you know so it is. Uh, so I think that that's a bit harder for Demi. But okay. if she is, in fact, lining up and, and going to be targeting uh, the women's welter, she would have had a different program between the classics races uh-huh. than someone like Pogacar who's building for July. Who's building, yeah. And he's also yeah. screwed, literally the screws. <laughs> it's funny when you see literally X-rays of those screws, it literally looks like a kid's cubby house. They go in all directions <laughs> and it's all very weird. But uh, I want to ask about Demi just quickly. Uh, you've given a, an excellent analysis around her form and her prospects. What is your, why did you call out and ask about her mascara? Oh, you saw that. I did. Yeah. I did. I asked about her mascara and not to cheapen what she had just Achieved. I did preface it with that. Uh-huh. I said, most important is what she's just achieved. Yeah. But I find it very impressive. A lot of the Dutch riders in particular, it's a bit of a cultural thing. They often wear a little bit of makeup when they race. Yeah. Not a cultural thing for Australians. So when I first went to Holland and saw them all wearing uh, makeup, I, I was like, 
wow, okay, that's cool. They always look so well put together at the end of a race. Yeah. Um, I think we've described in enough detail how I looked at the end of a race. Not you've, well put no, together. No, you've described it. I yeah. have, yes. Yeah. But it just was mind-boggling to me that at the end of a rainy, grimy, crappy race, yeah. she looked like she'd just stepped out of the salon. Okay. So I asked Twitter. Under the red carpet. Yeah. I yep. said, hey, she's amazing, but can somebody please help me with what mascara she uses? Yeah. When women wear mascara and they exercise, Joel, just in case you haven't noticed, tend to look like a panda bear at the end. A bit of panda mascara action. all over your face. Okay. Uh, now, I will say Matthew Mitchell yep. on Twitter, he's helped. G'day, Matthew. Thank you. G'day. He's an excellent journal, I must say. Big shout out to him because mm. he gives me a lot of the women's content. I follow him on Twitter. And he's more prolific in the women's space than any of our other journos. So it's very good. Uh, from the UK. Now, he said that the mascara comes from Hamer, which is, you know, like a kind of Priceline-y sort of place okay. uh, in the Netherlands. Um, I looked it up. It's called Watch Me Wink Volume. Watch Me Wink Volume. Yes. but And it's about six euros. So pretty well priced. But to get it in Australia, it was going to cost me 51 bucks. Ooh. So Maybelline, I'm going to try... Maybe she's born with it. Maybe she's born with it. Maybelline. Yeah, okay. But I've got some uh, big Zwifting events coming up. Yeah, you very, do. Very s- sweaty environment, yeah. Zwift. So I, I might try. Yeah. I might go and try some, you know, six euro equivalent, so not the expensive <laughs> stuff, and see if I can do a bit of a mas- mascara review. Now, if I can get through a Zwift session yeah. and the mascara is not running down my face, yeah. I, I dare anyone. I'll do it. Because I... Oh, you can yeah, try I'll do it, it too. We'll get a crack. Yeah. 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 The, we'll do the ice bath and a mascara test. I am a sweaty person. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a crack. Now, on the, on that, let's yeah. uh, finish up today because I, I, I love this. Uh, of the many initiatives that you get involved in, another very, very important one. You're doing a, a rather large virtual ride raising money for youth homelessness. Obviously, a very, very important cause. It um, is. It's such an important cause. There's an organisation um, called Father Chris Riley's Youth Off the Streets. It's yep. been around uh, for a very long time and they have uh, really changed the face of youth homelessness um, around the country. They started in New South Wales. It's primarily like 12 to 25-year-old Um, kids who may come from disadvantage, they may just be facing all sorts of challenges uh, in their life. Exceptionally important cause uh, in my mind. Since 1999, they've raised three and a half million dollars for youth homelessness through uh, this fantastic initiative, um, a a big ride. So this year it's the Sydney to Surfers. uh, And They've be, it's about a thousand k, and there will be a whole lot of people, including kids, yep. um, who have been brought to cycling to help them through some of their life challenges, uh, who will ride from Sydney uh, to the to Surfers Paradise in Queensland. So about a thousand k. Now the problem is that next year uh, the police aren't going to support the ride. Right. So it makes it unsafe and impossible to do. So what they're trying to do to ensure that this cause continues, because it's such an important cause, is to send it onto Zwift to do a virtual ride so that people can still join along, join the effort, be part of the community, help to raise some money. Um, so I will be ride leading yep. for the virtual Sydney to Surfers. Uh, the wheelhouse has donated um, to the cause and we're really proud to be doing that. Um, so 
it's <laughs> 6.30 to 7.30. I laugh because I don't like mornings. So uh, I'm up for a bit of a challenge here. But 6.30 to 7.30, starting on the 29th of April. Okay. Uh, every day until the 5th of May. 6.30 to 7.30 not being... One hour? Oh, you, you an hour. Being yeah. an hour, okay. Yeah, so I thought you meant for a second, there was a, just 13 a 13 hour. hours. No, like, no just an hour each morning. All so right. you can jump onto Zwift if you're on there and take a look at these um, events and come and join us. Matthew Keenan will be doing uh, the 4th of May. He'll be riding, uh, leading that ride. Otherwise, yeah. um, you'll, <laughs> you're stuck with me and my... Uh, conversation along the way because yep. I'll be I'll be chatting on the screen Big but chats. it is yep. yeah and look from 1991 um, this is a service that it they include crisis accommodation yep. alcohol and drug services counseling uh, they've got this fantastic program um, called change the cycle where they're in schools uh, I think they've got about eight schools at the moment where they have a cycling program lovely and um, but the kids have to earn it so yeah. if they're not turning up to school uh, and they're not getting grades and they're not putting in, they're not allowed to do the program. So it becomes okay. quite a big uh, enticement yep. for them. And it, it's had an enormous impact, um, this so schools good. program. Yep. So I, I want to say to Anita Heathcote, who runs the schools program, this is one of the most incredible ways of mobilising and using cycling yeah. to give a feeling of you know, empowerment to kids who are vulnerable and in a position to perhaps not know how to move forward. Yeah. Putting them on bikes, teaching them how to ride bikes, being part of a community is literally helping them move forward. It helps them find employment. It gives them something to look forward to yeah. every day. I love That's it. Awesome. I'm a big fan of it. So uh, I'll be doing that. Do you know why the police pulled their support? Oh, the police in New South Wales, it's a bit of a complicated yeah. situation, I think. It's notorious in New South Wales for being tough to get police support for rides. I think okay. it's probably something to do, I imagine. I haven't been able to dig any deeper on that. Yeah. But I think it's around resourcing and whatnot. But okay. it's a real shame because it's such an important part of Father Chris Riley's Youth Off the Streets yeah, program. And, and I really want to encourage people to jump on Swift and get involved because I really want to make sure that we can take this from um, an on-the-streets event to, to a virtual event and make sure these kids are still getting that support. And the course mapping very much sort of mi mimicking, mirroring the actual route that you'd be taking Yes, as as exactly. Yeah. So on day one, we're virtually riding from Hornsby to Bulladila, I think. Yeah. So, you know, there'll be different worlds throughout the Zwift universe that we'll be riding on every uh, yeah, day. Yeah, I had a look at the breakdown. It's yeah. pretty cool. So I, it'll be the, a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. This, this is like this. This yeah. is like that. That'll be great. Look, and you spoke so beautifully about it, so passionately. What a cause and, and good luck to everyone that's involved. That's that's extraordinary. Thank Love you. It. My my final job is, uh, we have two, we are a two trainer household, mm. uh, is to get Merxy on the other trainer. He'll be there. Before if school we, If run. you're getting me into an ice bath, you're getting Merxy. <laughs> <on the laughs> yeah, Swift what do you bike. reckon, Merxy? Can we count you in? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll set his bike up on the trainer and, you know, the rest is history. Well, we'll stay in touch about that and how that unfolds, Kate Bates. Uh, good on you. Well done, you, for getting involved with such important causes. Speaking of important causes, like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. It's the Wheelhouse Podcast coming to you from a mysterious location, which we inadvertently reveal every single week. Teneriffi. Teneriffi. Teneriffic. It's been a lot of fun and we'll see you next time. Ciao for now. Don't call my name.